From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 129, for the week of April 18, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this segment, Mary Jo takes us on another scenic drive. Where are we heading this time, Mary Jo? This time we're heading down south and actually inland. And on this Tijuana? trip... Tijuana? Pardon me? Tijuana? No? Okay. No, 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 not, <laughs> not, 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 not that, that far south. south. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. But, um... I wanted to do this segment because a lot of times people, we get a lot of um, visitors from Australia and Canada that spend more than, you know, the five days that people want to spend at Disneyland. And we get a lot of questions, you know, what else is there to see? What else can I do? And so this trip or this drive actually is something that my family has done several times. When people come to visit us, we, we do this. And it, I like it a lot because it shows you Southern California. It shows you the ocean. The countryside, cities, of course, the mountains, the badlands, the desert, the in- interior, uh, the, what do we call it, the Inland Empire, mm-hmm. and then back to the city. And so I um, did this segment, and I invited a girlfriend of mine to go on this drive with me. We ended up um, spending more time in, in a city, so I ended up doing this two weekends in a row when the original trip that we that we take didn't you do, and that? Went didn't you do that on the last scenic drive too you well, ended no. up doing it like three times i did it four days because oh, okay. i kept stopping and looking and nice. and i was just so the second time i i drove i was able to stop at some different um spots so i thought it was just really interesting so on on this this is a all day all day trip or a three-quarter three-quarter day trip and um on the all day trip would I would recommend is that people leave pretty darn early from Disneyland and um, take the five freeway south to a town called Oceanside, which is about 40 minutes before you get to San Diego, just south of Camp Pendleton. And I would recommend that people have breakfast there in Oceanside, go to uh, one of the local places like the Buccaneer Cafe over um, a right along the beach, and you could have breakfast there, look up at the ocean. Or if you want to eat in a more family-style place, beach. it's called the Beach Break Cafe. And Oceanside, you can reach it by Amtrak if you want to, but since we're doing a drive, you're not going to want to do that. And just a little history on Oceanside. It was uh, originally built in 1888, and one of our famous uh, California missions, there's 21 of them is there in Oceanside, and I didn't know that until I uh, was looking it up. It's called Mission San Luis Rey, and and I've heard of the mission before, so the, um, I haven't visited those yet, but I will be going there. Um, also, Oceanside has the longest wooden pier on the western U.S. coastline, which is over 1,000, almost 2,000 feet long. I wouldn't spend too much time in Oceanside because you do have a long drive. You're then going to take the 78, and the 78 is also the highway that you would take to get to the San Diego Wildlife Park. 
So you take the 78. It's one of the original um, state freeways in California. And there's a river alongside called the Buena Vista. Pretty apropos um, alongside. The highway goes up some of the kind of like country, oh, coastline countryside until it gets to a town called Escondido. And Escondido in Spanish means hidden. And at that point, the freeway turns into a road that goes to the city, follows signs. I didn't even have to use a map. I was able to just follow the signs. And it goes uh, past the city, past the San Diego Wild Animal Park. And you continue on. And now you're in the country. A lot of rolling fields. or Now you're going to see cattle um, now and then, lots of trees, lots of lush grass. And you're going to see um, the San Pasquale Battlefield. There's a, I have a habit of stopping at all, all the landmarks that I see and read the signs and stuff like that. And this particular battlefield was between the Americans and the Californios at the time. Kit Carson was in it. And the uh, outcome of this battle was inconclusive. So the Californios say they won. The Americans say they won. But... They don't know who won, to tell you the truth, on that one. So, and that was also, when you go through this area, there's also a lot of um, Native Americans that used to live in the area, and there's still some um, active reservations. So you'll be passing um, signs of some of them. Um, next, you'll go through the town of Ramona, um, named for the famous fictional character that's the Ramona pageant that I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And then you continue... Um, when you, once you get past Ramona, then again, you're into like the more rural country. There is camel dairy farm there. I've never had camel milk before, but it was kind of cool seeing the camels out there grazing. And, have you ever uh, ridden on a camel? <laughs> no, but you know what? They have tours at that camel farm, and I want to go there. Um, just it's really fun to ride on a camel. Have you ridden a camel? Yes, I have. Where? Um, you hump. can ride them at the Phoenix Zoo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> On top. <laughs> Love you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> but yes, so, you can ride them with the, at the Phoenix Zoo. Zoe has even ridden camel. Well, I know that they have the, the tour of the dairy farm. I'm sure you can drink camel milk. I don't know if they have camel rides. Well, they have camel races. They do have they camel rides, according to yeah. their website. Okay, thank you for looking that up. Oh, no problem. Uh, we were talking. <laughs> um, also, just to kind of give you a time frame, from Disneyland to Oceanside, you're talking 58 miles along the coast with views of the ocean. It's really nice. beautiful. Yeah, I love that drive. And then from Oceanside to um, Julian, which is our next destination, we're talking, it's another, like, probably 60 miles, but since you're going through the countryside... Um, and also kind of through the mountains, a little windier road. It's going to take you a little over an hour to get to Julian. But in the meantime, you're passing these places like the Camel Dairy Farm. You're also passing on the weekends, they have the produce stands that are open where people can buy very fresh uh, fruit, nuts in the autumn time. There's emu emu farms there also. Yay. Yeah. I love emu. Well, I just think it's so cool that here in, in Southern California, we have such a variety of, you know, just 
different, um, the, like I said, the produce and, and different, the agriculture here is just so rich, even in Southern California. You know, Central California is known for the, for the uh, fruits and, right. and raisins and everything. But in Southern California, we're also rich in culture and our vineyards and wines, et cetera. Um, also in this area, there it used to have a lot of chicken farms. It was well known for it. Now there's just a couple, and the um, one that I went to, um, it's a, one that our family has gone to several times over the years, and the reason why we like it is because they have extra jumbo eggs. It's called Pineal Egg Ranch, and they have extra jumbo eggs, and they have double yolks. So, yeah, so I got a, a crate of 30 of them, and, you know, and Kelly's eating them, and she's like, oh, I'm eating twins. So I was like, oh, oh man. <laughs> but, so I got out and I asked the, cause, you know, I'm going to do a blog about this. So I was taking a lot of pictures and I asked the, they have a little, a little store where you can go there and there's all kinds of eggs. It's so cute. Little country store. What was How the name they of it again? It's called Pine Hill Egg Ranch. Okay. And they sell, um, eggs, you know, different, uh, size crates or cartons of eggs. So I got a 30 count. And since these haven't been refrigerated yet, I just put them in the trunk of my car and they, and I parked in the shade and they lasted, um, all day. And this was the three quarter day with Brenda that, that, and we've been eating the eggs and they're fine. And they're that dark, yellow, orange, fresh. So when I was taking pictures, the lady told me, oh, too bad our bulls aren't out that you could take pictures of them too. And I told her, I said, oh, I can smell them because it's stunk over there. <laughs> and she said, she goes, those are the chickens. They have a million, 800,000 chickens. Wow. And you can see the buildings that, they, that they're that they in. So it's a huge, huge um, chicken ranch that they have. So if a local happens to do this drive, I would recommend taking a cooler, especially if you want to be careful, you know, about the eggs, and get some of these eggs because they're, they're really good and, and pretty fresh. Or, if, so you I have, got my or eggs, if you have your hot plate in the motor. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. See, that, that along with your, uh, what else do the people take in their hotels? Anyway, know. what drove you to choose Julian? Because I've never heard of Julian. I mean, I've lived in LA for you know nine, twelve years, thirteen years now, and I've never heard of Julian. So, what makes this a um, stand out as a destination? It's um kind of a mountain resort that to I like to go on drives. I like to explore. I like mm-hmm. to know the area and so f- this entire trip is just really cool and seeing the different um the beauty at Southern California. Julian itself is a mountain resort and it's not it's probably like maybe if you were to just drive straight over there and not stop in Oceanside it would probably take you like 2 hours to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get there, they're well known. They're very famous for their apple pies and for apple okay. everything. It's apple country in, in that area. Um, before I get to the town itself, I just want to quickly say that there's also a place called the Santa Isabel West Preserve. And if you were to go to Julian and let's say go have a meal over there and see some of the shops and then come back or let's say, um, get a picnic lunch from Julian. Mm-hmm. You can come back to this preserve, do a little hike. 
it's absolutely beautiful. Um, is the Santa Isabel Indian Mission right there in the reserve, or is it nearby the reserve? It's nearby. I don't think it's right. And they have the they have the West Reserve Preserve and the East Preserve, and okay. it's in that area. But I didn't mm-hmm. have time to explore. But I'm going to go back because it was just absolute. I was. I never. My mom and dad, when they have a destination, they just tend to drive. I like to stop and look. So I saw a bunch of little places that, um, to me, were just very interesting. And and I just kind of like just put little, you know, notes in my post notes in my brain to, that, that I'm going to back and visit these places and, and maybe spend the day there. But um, so after the San Isabel Preserve, then you're getting up into the mountains. Julian's about 4,000 feet high. Uh, above sea level, I mean, and so they have all the they experience all the um, seasons in spring. Yeah. Now, oh my gosh, I went. It was the end of uh, March, no, beginning of April when Brandon and I went, and there were daffodils growing wild in the in the oh. alongside the road. It smelled so that. good. Rosemary bushes all over mm-hmm. the place. Also, um, everything was in bloom, so it was just so beautiful and. We got up there, and I thought it was going to be, you know, a nice, quiet day. Well, there were a lot of people there, and we found out that it was the Daffodil Festival. Oh, in, how fun. Uh, so they were celebrating daffodils over there. The town hall had um, a daffodil um, contest where they, you know, they were they with the blue ribbons and everything. And yeah. I didn't realize that there were 13 different varieties of daffodils, and in those different varieties, there's more daffodils and since, oh my god uh, hundreds hundreds yeah. i'm a daffodil aficionado and i get the catalog of course the you catalogs <laughs> no i mean I, okay i come from missouri i in st louis the daffodil the state you know they talk well no but they talk about how we plant up areas you know along the freeways here in southern california and how they're so picturesque and everything in st louis they have basically mass waves of hundreds of daffodils planted like right along the freeway on every incline slope. So in the spring you get these masses of yellow. That's what it was on that's what it was here, but it was yellow and white because they have the white ones also. Yeah. And golden gold the golden poppies, which are kind of near and dear to my heart since that's our California flower. Colors all over the all over the mountainside driving up to Julian. It was just so beautiful, and the air was so fragrant going up there. Um, since Brenda and I didn't stop to have breakfast in um, Oceanside, we ended up having breakfast with Julian, hmm? and it was so good. It was um, they have a but they have like one. Julian's a small town with one main street. And it was built in the 1800s. It was actually founded by an ex-slave after the Civil War. He came out east. I'm sorry. He came out west. And he found gold in Julian. And so that kind of started a little gold rush there. And so that's why that's why Julian exists, because gold was found in then the hills. And um, so when you go there in the town, there's, there's buildings there from the 1800s. The founder... Um, they, and the like a little uh, bed and breakfast um, hotel from those days is also there. They have uh, this one shop called the Old Well Shop, and inside the shop is the actual this well that was hand dug that's 50 feet deep inside the shop. 
they just built a building around it and they go, well, this is our well, you know. And, um, we ended up eating breakfast at, uh, it was called the, um, Julian Cafe. We get there and they, we're, we're ordering, okay, it was, we're in the country, so we were having country breakfast, all right? So we were having chicken fried steak and eggs and, yeah. and, and so we, we get there and we order our breakfast and the lady tells us, um, we just baked our banana bread. Would you like some? And she brought us this mini loaf of banana bread with this huge glob of butter next to it. <sighs> Whipped butter. It was so good. We couldn't finish it, but it was so good what we did eat of it. Um, place was crowded with people. It was so charming and cute. Um, how it was decorated, and they also sold um, apple butter, uh, jalapeno jelly, all kinds of honey and everything, so of course we bought some of that. Um, the plan was for us to stop, have a bite to eat, take a quick look at the town and keep going, but Brenda and I had such a good time going through the shops, going through the old, the ta- old um, town hall and seeing the daffodils, they happened to have a craft market there, and we ended up buying some. There was a, a the this guy who um, what do you call that when they roll their own stones? They ground, they um, polish their own stones. There's a word oh, for it. Stone polisher. Mm-hmm. No, it's um, but that's what he does. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And his his wife works silver, so they made jewelry, and so there is this turquoise and these other stones that were um that are kind of local to our area um, and silver, rotten silver and some other jewelry and stuff and other clothes and crafts and everything. So we kind of went shopping there. Rock tumbling? Um, yes, thank you. thank you. Thank you for looking that up. He's You're a welcome. <laughs> Just made that up. <laughs> but um, so so there was that and, and the, they have this old cemetery that's up on a hill and – so we didn't go all the way up, up to the cemetery, but they used to – there was no road up to it, so they would carry the people. And they were um, talking about um, this one lady that um, had passed away. Let me look it up really quick. Okay. She died during a storm. It took 16 men to drag a sled bearing her casket from the church up the walk to the through three feet of snow to her grave. And it took them like six hours for them to to get her up there, just because of the snow and the incline up to the cemetery. But um, they also have a two cell jail that where they used to throw the town drunks <laughs> in. And I thought it was a fake jail, but it's a real jail that they had had for them, and it had the only indoor toilet at the time. So, the only what? So I've, only indoor toilet. Wow. So, At so the, the, the criminals get indoor plumbing, but the the townspeople don't. Right. So, <laughs> Who'd have thought? I you they might. That's probably why they might have found more drunks than, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Grammy. What are you doing here? But um, <laughs> spending you know a few hours walking the town. They have horse and carriages that take. By that time. Um, we, Brenda wanted pie. She said, we're not leaving here without pie. So ended up going to a place called Mom's Pies, and all the, it's a place that only makes pies. 
It was so good. We, I had, uh, I think we had the uh, boysenberry and apple pie with uh, ice cream. There, it was, it was delicious. And again, everything because you're up high, you're in the mountains. Um, the area is just, it's just so quaint there. The bed and breakfast stands are quaint. The buildings are interesting to look at. The town hall is also the chamber of commerce, and they have walking tours that you can take a, they have a, all these pamphlets that you can get. Not only that, in that area, they also have horseback riding. They have, mm-hmm. um, wine three tasting, three stables. Yeah, we, if Kelly was with me, she would have wanted to go, um, horseback riding. Oh, I Those, totally would have gone horseback riding with you. Yeah. It, you know that we might want to take the girls out there, Nancy. We that would be have fun. A, mm-hmm. We can take Nikki out there when she comes to visit. <laughs> that would be, you know what, why not? That would be an awesome, awesome visit. I bet we could raise money for Give Kids the World to, to get Nikki on a horse. Nice. <laughs> poor Nikki. We would, yes, we would, said we would have Nikki. to video it, you know. Yeah, but you snickered when you said poor Nikki. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and, and, that's pretty much, you know, like I said, it's, it's a great, um, if somebody wants to come visit and they want a place to kind of get away, mm-hmm. I would recommend going up to Julian and um, seeing the different, a different part of California than what people uh, would expect to see in Southern California. Was, there, uh, um, is there, go ahead. Did, you, did you, was it a reverse trip or, or did you go in a circle or? That, the first, when I went with the brand. By the time we were done, it was already 4 p.m., so okay. I told her we just we came back. Right. So for a three-quarter day, you can go to Julian, spend the day up there, and then take a, go back, and then maybe maybe if you have breakfast in Julian, end up at Oceanside, have dinner, and watch the sunset nice. before you go back to Disneyland. That's, oh, don't that's forget to check recommend. out the gold mines. I'm looking on their website right now, and there's like three different gold mines you can go yeah. into. One has a, tra- a one-mile train ride along there is with a it. Lot, there is a lot to see. The girls would love that. There's a there's actually a lot to do in Julian. Um, be, be, you know, lots of historic tours. Yeah, yeah. I I really like going there. It's been it has been a while since we went there. They also have a lot of hiking trails. Where you know, they could be like maybe walks. Or hikes, you know, depending on what you want to do. Um, the second time that I went up there, I um, decided that I was going to do the full trip like I used to do it as a family with my mom and dad. And so when you go past Julian, you continue on 78 East. And it's such a difference because once you, once you pass Julian, then you're heading back down the mountain, but you're on the east side. And the east side doesn't get that moisture from the ocean. So the landscape is so different. It's before where it was lush and green going up. Now you're getting it's just like a dry chaparral type of look, um, which you would think like in the banana, old bonanza, the high chaparral, um, old western, right. that type of landscape. That's what you're seeing as you descend into Anza Borrego. And if, for the people who have been on Soaring Over California, you know that scene where the three guys are riding their horses through mm-hmm. the desert? Before, okay, mm-hmm. that's Anza Borrego. So that's cool. kind of what the landscape looks like. And first, it's all kind of rocky. Um, what was kind of cool, because as I was going towards the, the entrance to the state park, I, I passed the um, Butterfield Stagecoach 
um, line. And so there was a marker there, and it was marker 19. And the apparently the um, the stagecoach used to um, go from St. Louis to San Francisco, and since they were going south of the Rockies, they went this far south and to get to to get to the ocean and go up to San Francisco. That so, makes sense. Yeah, it's and um, I'll have plain blog so that you can see the landscape, um, what it looks like. And you get to the um, the cutoff to Anza Borrego, and you turn left, and you're just driving through this desert. And all of a sudden, you see these metal sculptures. Um, there's over a 100 of them. They're like um, horses, dinosaurs. There's eagles. They're huge, and they line, and it's this, some guy... Um, commissioned an artist to make these out of metal and they naturally rust. So they turn, they look red, these sculptures and they have stallions fighting. Um, and like I said, dinosaurs and other animals and stuff. And you just, it's like in the middle, just on the side of the road in the middle of the desert. And the break has grown a little bit since the last time I was there. And I was thinking at first, why would anybody come and spend the night out here? But when you think of like, we're, in August, we're going to be having the meteor shower. That well, actually, there's a meteor shower this next weekend, right? This, we're going yeah. through a meteor shower. To be out there in the desert with no lights around you, the clear sky, no city po- light pollution, you're going to see these stars, these uh, and the meteors just so bright. So, I I just think that would be really really beautiful. Um, if you continue on this road that says Borrego Springs, you end up at a visitor center. And the visitor center is, they've really done a nice job with it. You go in there, they have a video that tells you about Anza Borrego, um, the desert, the animals that live there. And Borrego in Spanish means sheep, and it was named for the bighorn sheep that roamed the hills in that area. And in the um, visitor center, they have rangers there um, that will explain, because there's hikes there also. Spring is really optimum. Autumn is really optimum to uh, go to the desert. So right now, we're right now is still a really nice time to go and visit the desert. You're not going to see as many flowers because they said it was kind of dry this year. I took a ton of pictures of flowers. Um, they have some nature trails around by the visitor center where you can walk. I I was walking out there and quail were running by and road runners and. Um, they have a pond there that has this desert fish called a pupfish that um, kind of surprised it that it uh, survives out there in the desert. And then a lot of tadpoles. And they have um, these California palm trees that are, you know, if you think that palm trees come from Hawaii or tropical islands, here in California we have our own um, indigenous palm trees. And there is a trail that you can take. It's three miles round trip. So it's a one and a half miles to one in and one and a half miles back. And it's a nature trail. You're walking through the desert. You're seeing all these plants and it's, and it's got nice signs that tell you what you're looking at. It's got, you know, for those who don't know, the Native Americans used to, um, get the acorns from the oak trees because there's oak trees here too. And they would get the acorns and they would, um, grind them with a smooth rock on a large boulder. 
well, eventually over time, they ended up making like a like a little indentation, like a hollowed area over from grinding these acorns over the years. So you see these um, boulders with the indentations from the Native Americans when they lived in this area. So that's really interesting, too. And as you continue on, you kind of go through like um, there's these two mountains that kind of form a little valley. And when you turn the corner, there's an oasis with palm trees and a river in the middle of the desert. Nice. It's really, it's really neat. It's um, not a deep river. It's more like a stream, but it has water holes, maybe like three feet deep or so that you can go there and, you know, kids could swim in or you could put your feet in and stuff. The water is really cool. It's a nice trail, a nice view of what the California desert looks like. After that, um, when you go back, if um, you want to have another bite in the and uh, the brig, and I didn't tell you before, but from um, from Julian to Anzaborrego, we're talking a little over thirty miles. So about the, it's about forty-five minutes from Julian to Anzaborrego. Um, going from Anzaborrego, then what you're going to do is you're going to continue east on. Um, it's a road called. It's a not. You're not going to go back to Highway 78. You're now going to take an interstate road called S22. Goes towards the Salton Sea. It's about 30 miles through the desert. Now you're going to hit the Badlands. And the Badlands are like these. It's a desert with deep crevices. And it's just, it's land that there's no possible way of um, living on or establishing anything just because of these deep grooves and um, washes there and stuff. But when I was driving there, I saw a bunch of RVs. People go in their RVs and they just go camp out in the desert because that's the beauty of the night skiers. They just like the desert. And um, I saw a lot of those. There's um, a trail that you pass that the Native Americans used to use, and it's now for Jeeps and four-wheel drives that go along there. Um, there's rec- recreational areas that you drive through, and there's a calcite mine that was that was made um, when World War II broke out. They found that they could get calcite from this mine, and they only needed it for a few years until they found another um, substance that we were able to use. But where this mine is, you can either hike or take a four-wheel drive, and from up there, you can see the Salton Sea, you see the desert, and you can see northern Mexico. That's just that's the view that you get from that area. We're we're actually in the north northern San Diego County, so I'm just thinking that from that height, the view overlooking everything, how it must have been when the um, Spaniards first came and just saw all of this. Um, as you continue this this road, now I again when I went by now it's the afternoon, day's kind of cool. It was. Um, I kept stopping my car because I just kept finding things that I wanted to look at and take pictures of, and I just thought it was really nice. But you'll come up to Highway 86. You'll see the Salton Sea, and if you have time, you can go to the Salton Sea. They have beaches there, and they have a little town there. i never gone myself um, to the Salton Sea. I typically just take the road north to um, go to the ten. And so you follow the 86 north um, that takes you towards Indio. And the Salton Sea itself is about 
35 miles long. So you have the Salton Sea to your right for, for a ways. A lot of palm trees, um, ranches, um, avocados, different other, other types of produce that grows in that, that climate over there. And the Salton Sea, I didn't know this. I thought it was this ancient sea. Turns out that the Salton Sea was created by a flood in 1905. Huh. The Colorado River, um, there were, it, there were these, Huge rains. There was a kind of an earthen dam, and the Colorado River crested it, and it just washed all the dirt away, and it ended up flooding this area. And because there's no place for the Salton Sea to egress, it just filled up, and it's been filled ever since. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It's um, two hundred and. 26 feet below sea level. Um, not quite as, you know, the deepest. What's the deep, what's the lowest point, guys? Death Valley? Yes, Death Valley. So the bottom of the sea is not as deep as Death Valley. The sea, oh. the sea is only 50, like 50, little over 50 feet, um, deep. And it's, and it's, um, about 15 miles wide at its largest, largest spot. So, it's saltier than the Pacific Ocean, but it's not as salty as the Great Salt Lake. So I thought that was interesting. Um, as you as you drive past, as you drive by it, and you end up um, towards the ten, you get hit Indio, and where Indio is, there is a lot of windmills. You'll see those. Um, you get to Cabasan, and what I like about Cabasan, there's a couple of things. There's the um, too bad Tony's not on the line because he would have liked. There's the Morongo Casino. Mm. <laughs> Those, so, those for so, Tony. Yeah. So the Marco Casino, and then they have a huge outlet mall over there also. And I almost went into the mall, but I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to go shop. I don't want to spend money. But there, there's a lot of – it's really big. has a whole bunch of shops over there. It's like two sections. It's so big for this, um, for this mall. And they also have a place there um, that's real famous that sells date shakes. It's just Yum. past the mall. And I don't remember the name of the place. I'll put it in my blog. But um, this place is famous for its date shakes because that's what these palm trees have are dates. Um, and so they also have – they sell nuts and they sell a lot of local produce in that particular store. Um, going from Indio to – um, Salton Sea to Indio, that was about 30 miles. And then once you hit Indio and you're heading back into the city, um, it's going to take you about, it's all, it's a little over 90 miles to get back to Disneyland. So it's, it's a heck of a, a drive. Like I said, it's a full day if you do the route from Oceanside, Countryside, Julian, Anza Borrego, Salton Sea, Indio, and then back home. It's going to take, um, a full day. But if you just want to go like three quarters of a day um, and see the sunset um, at, by the ocean, then I would recommend driving to Julian, spending you know a few hours there, and then heading back to Oceanside and back home. Uh, I've done this drive, oh my gosh, several times. Like I said, we we did it when I was growing up, and when we would have family come out and visit us, and with friends, we've done this trip a few times. That's it. Awesome. Sounds like fun. Thank you, Mary Jo. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. 
Be sure to catch our other Disneyland shows this week, and of course we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.